0: Here it is, you guys, an entire episode dedicated to teaching you how you can eat healthy, find time for yourself, and live your most nourished life, even when you're doing all the things. Today, I brought on an expert to teach us how to balance health and business every single day. Kelly Levesque is a celebrity health coach, a holistic nutritionist, and a best-selling author based in LA, California. Be Well by Kelly grew out of Kelly's lifelong passion for health and the science of nutrition and overall wellness. Kelly has a high profile client list, which includes names such as Jessica Alba, Jennifer Garner, Sophia Bush, Molly Sims, Emmy Rossum, and Chelsea Handler. Guided by a practical and always optimistic approach, Kelly helps clients improve their health, achieve their goals and develop sustainable habits to live a healthy and balanced life. Today, you're going to learn Kelly's super simple, super easy way to transform your diet, different healthy options that don't take all day to prepare, sneaking in many moments of self-care, and how to live a healthy and nourished life. If you've been looking for answers, you will find them here. So without further ado, here is Kelly Levesque. Now, Real quick, before we dive on into today's show, I just want to read the review for today, which is by Star Tingle. It is titled, Thrilled Listener. I am learning so much about real tangible things I can do to move my company forward. I can hardly wait to get out of bed each morning so I can work on my business instead of working in my business If you have a business that you've kept running by sheer willpower at the expense of your life, this is the podcast for you. Listen hard, take notes, then do all the things. Jenna is one smart cookie with a heart of gold. Thank you so much, Star, for this review. I love reading your guys' reviews. They really help us bring on amazing experts like Kelly Levesque. And so without further ado, let's dive on into today's show. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Major shout out to Talkspace for supporting Gold Digger. Talkspace is an amazing platform that offers online therapy from a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy. Go to Talkspace.com slash Gold Digger and use the code Gold Digger to get $45 off of your first month. Download the free Poshmark app and shop millions of closets for great deals on the brands that you love. Poshmark is giving Gold Digger listeners $5 off your first purchase. Use invite code GoldDigger5 when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and enter invite code GoldDigger and then the number five. Oh my goodness, Kelly. We are both just laughing because we are both pregnant and preparing for maternity leave. By the time this episode airs, Kelly will have a child and I will be either having one or very close to having one. So if we get out of breath during this episode, it is all for your glory. Welcome to the show, Kelly. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me Jenna. I'm so so excited. I'm so excited too. And just getting to chat with you ahead of time is like making me so fired up for today's show. So for people that don't know who you are or what your story is, give us the rundown. How did you get started? What are you doing today? And what did that journey
1: look like for you? Sure. So I was born and raised in California and went to USC business school for for finance and nature of human health and disease, always loving health and nutrition and never thinking it could be a career. And so I spent eight years in cancer and genetics before starting Be Well by Kelly, which is the business I own today. And Be Well by Kelly is a consulting business where I'm a nutritionist and I work one-on-one with clients. I have written a book called body love that came out last June. My second book body love every day comes out this January, but it's been a labor of love. It's been, uh, I've been working this business since 2011. So I'm like, we're coming up on 2019 here guys, (laughs) but it's just been something that I've always, always loved. I remember I was a senior in college my dad went to SC and he was business finance. And so, you know, I'm the oldest of three girls, so I'm going to follow in his footsteps. I'm an, you know, but awesome family. My parents are really supportive. And, but it didn't lend itself to me kind of thinking creatively about what I wanted to do as a career and what could be a career. I think when I graduated college in 2005, it was more... You know, a lot of people wanted a professional career. They wanted something with a 401k and an expense account and a company car. So I went that direction and was encouraged to go that direction. But I called my dad senior year crying like I should have been pre-med. I should have been a registered dietitian. My favorite classes are nature of human health and disease, biology, chemistry. It sticks. I'm getting straight A's without trying You know, statistics is so hard. What am I doing? And he was like, that's fine, babe. If you want to go back to school, you can pay for it, (laughs) but you're going to graduate in May. (laughs) So, you know, and that was always an option. So literally the day I graduated, you know, I went into this pretty big corporate career, but was constantly jumping on the internet and looking up health coaching schools, RD programs, you know, Western Eastern medicine programs, depending on, you know, what was available at the time. And finally in 2011, my best friend from college was like, stop talking to people at parties about being healthy and just go back to school for it. Like it sticks in your brain. You look at it differently. More people connect with you, you know, in person in five minutes, than articles they read and books they read about health and nutrition. You just need to do it. And so I will never forget this, like walk around our golf course here. It's like a, it's like a country mark golf course here in Brentwood, Los Angeles. And we walked it. I remember exactly where we were when she told me just to like put my big girl pants on and do it. And that night I went home, I signed up for school and yeah, it was like September of 2012. I was able to start seeing clients and it was a side hustle. It was a side hustle for three years. So I was seeing clients on nights, on weekends, I was taking food photo shoots of like, here are my favorite recipes. And my corporate career was sort of financing this whole transition. And it was really nice when I think about it. Like a lot of people decide to change careers or follow their passion or follow their dreams and they do it really quickly and they leave their job and they have all this financial pressure of like, how are they going to you know, host their domain and how are they going to afford to make it look professional? And I will say I took it about as seriously, if not more than my corporate career. I thought I was, and I learned a lot. Like if I go back in my Instagram to my first, like Recipe shots—it's sort of hysterical <laughs> to see the filters and the way that I took the photos and the filters and all of it. But you know, you learn—you learn with practice. And I learned helping clients what I how I wanted to help people and that tools and tricks that worked for certain people. And then finally, in September of 2015, I was like, okay, and, you know, wiped my hands. I was like, all right, I'm done with this corporate job. I'm going to take this full time and and i did and then i freaked out because <laughs> i had no consistent paycheck and you know i had a number of clients but i was an hourly employee so i wasn't in a state to be saving money and putting anything into a 401k but i was really happy and so i thought about the other ways that i could reach more people right there's instagram and there's like sitting down one on one with people but i did i was like i need to write a book i need to i need to get my message out there because everyone is just following diets (laughs) and people are like, well, just be healthy, everything in moderation. And I fall in line with everything in moderation, but understand the science. Like if you understand the science, you can have your cake and eat it too. If you understand the science, you understand why every single diet is, I mean, every single diet is just a different version of something else you know, when you look at what the macronutrients are, what are you really eating? And what is the message that's being sent to your body? And so I like to empower people with that. And I find that the drama of food goes away because then they understand like, Oh, if I want to go out and, you know, have dessert or have a glass of wine, like it's not the end of the world, but how do I biologically rebound without jumping into a juice cleanse? And is that the right option anyways? I love that. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah, so it's been crazy. I mean, i i I see six to eight clients a day on average. We were talking before this podcast started. I need some boundaries. <laughs> I get sixty, you know, sixty to seventy text messages a day from clients, being like, "What about this? What about this?" And I want them to learn. You know, I want to teach yes. them to fish, so that I'm not giving them the fish. But I need, you know, it's it's taking taking it to the next level and and getting more information out there and finding, finding those boundaries. So I'm, you know, what's gotten me, what, you know, took me to 2012, what took me to 2015. And now what's taking me to this point where I'm (laughs) two weeks or so away from giving birth to a baby and what's going to take me to the next level are going to be totally different things. And I know I need to change and grow as an entrepreneur and yeah, but to this point it's been, it's been a wild ride and I just, I'm so thankful that I get to do this every day because I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours. I love that. I want to know, did you ever have any
0: mindset blocks around getting paid to do what you're passionate about? Because I feel like so many women have this block in their mind where you're like, if I love it and if it comes naturally to me, or if I'm passionate about it, it can get really hard to turn that into profits. Like, Have you ever been through that or how did you navigate that
1: whole thing? Absolutely. You know, what's funny is I was with some friends last night and one of my friends was like, Hey, I would love to take you to coffee next week and like talk about maybe being like a health coach or a nutritionist or like having like a side hustle like you started. And I was like, absolutely. And he, he was like, I feel like I have fraud complex. And I think it's this thing where you love something and you feel like you know it, or maybe you've been through health challenges yourself. And so you want to go out and help other people and you don't know how to charge people for it. Like you just want to help people. And that's kind of, for me was actually the real issue is I think I, I didn't understand my worth. And so it's like, I'm out there helping people and then wanting to give it away for for free, yes. <laughs> which isn't supportive when you leave a corporate job and you're an hourly employee. And I'm like, well, let me prove to you that this is going to work. And, and that's like the exact opposite of what you should do. Like you should know your worth. You should know that, you know, for me, it's knowing that I know the science and it took a little time. Like I definitely, my hourly rate went up and my, you know, the different over the years, like it took time, but at a certain point, I think when you start to sit down with enough people, you're like, wait, I am different. I do see things differently. I give people different types of tools. I don't send them home with a PDF eat and do not eat list. I don't put them on elimination diets unless it's like severely needed and we're dealing with like eczema or some type of autoimmunity. I'm not just a rah-rah cheerleader coach. Like I do it differently because I found what worked for me personally and I think that, you know, the minute you start to really immerse yourself in it, you're going to be scared. You're not going to want to charge people anything. You're not going to, you know, you're going to think that you're not worth it or you're going to think that people are going to just be like, oh, Kelly has a nice new hobby. But the minute you get into it, I think, and you see your worth, it's totally different. Oh, I
0: agree 100%. And I think almost every single entrepreneur, if not everyone, has imposter syndrome where it's like, who am I to get paid to do this? Who am I to charge money? Like... And that's what I think is so beautiful about the world of entrepreneurship is that when it doesn't feel like work every single day, like that's when you should be believing in abundance and like believing that like you are worth it. So walk me through kind of the difference, like from when you first started to now, like how have you grown as a person and as an entrepreneur?
1: Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) I think I've changed as an entrepreneur throughout my journey by knowing my worth. And, you know, I don't really have the boundaries with my text messages, but I've learned to have boundaries with my weekdays. So when I first started my business, I was willing to see people nights, weekends, before other clients move my calendar around. I took up a lot of my personal time and personal energy, the time that should be saved for, you know, taking care of myself, hanging out with my husband, (laughs) seeing my best friends and... What I've learned over the years is like, that's not the example of health and wellness. I'm trying to coach my clients through, you know, I'm trying to show them that that is just as important to their health. And so I've had to lead by example. And I mean, I went from seeing clients six days a week including Saturdays to four days a week, and then having an office day so I could send out plans on a Friday. And then, you know, when I got pregnant, I pulled back to two full days of clients. And then as referral clients would come in, I might have a third day on the calendar, but I had Monday and Friday to catch my breath, go through emails, you know, respond back to brands, whatever the case may be. It just, it was really prioritizing my time and and knowing that I was worth it and that the business wasn't gonna fail if I wasn't working six full days a week. I think that's a really scary thing as an entrepreneur, is it doesn't turn off. So unless you learn how to be really efficient and know and trust and like whatever your beliefs are, trust in God, trust in yourself, trust in your work ethic and your drive. I mean, that is so much about being an entrepreneur is knowing the boat is still gonna float if you're not like rowing. I love that. Oh my gosh. I know. I always say too, it's like
0: build a business that can run while you're resting. Because I think for so many of us, when you first create a business, it's all about these one-on-one encounters, one-on-one experiences where you cannot scale yourself and you are the one that has to move the needle forward every single day. So I want to know like, and this is just a personal question but like how has it been being pregnant like walking through this pregnancy journey having your body go through so many changes like how has that been especially in the profession
1: that you're in Yeah it's interesting in the beginning because because of the profession I'm in being a nutritionist you know working with actors and actresses in body composition. So that's part, a little bit of part of my job. So the Peppermint movie just came out with Jennifer Garner and I worked with her and was responsible for her body composition in that movie for that role. And I've had clients like that where, you know, they need to have a specific body fat percentage or be a specific measurement. And it's a lot of, you know, pressure. And then, you get pregnant, you're not telling people for three months and your face is getting a little rounder and your jeans don't fit. And, you know, there were a couple of clients where I'm like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. I can't hide it. (laughs) You know, just, just like, you know, your nutritionist is taking care of herself. I promise. She's just not sleeping that well. And she might puke on you. But other than that, (laughs) it's good. So it was a little bit interesting for me to go through that change and to embrace that change. You know, I mean, Chris and I have been together for 11 years and all we want is like a house full of crazy groms. And so I didn't really, I didn't really mind that my body was changing. I just had a little bit of a complex that if my clients didn't know that they would think something was up or that they wouldn't trust me or something, you know, it was all, totally manifested in my own brain, I'm sure. But but that was something I had to like, go through and sort of get over. And then once that happened, it was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> and for me personally, you know, I've had many conversations. I have had a pretty easy pregnancy. When I was nauseous in the beginning, my first trimester, a lot of times nausea comes from a deficiency in vitamin B6. So I was able to take 25 milligrams of that a day and my nausea went away in about 48 hours. So I didn't have to deal with that anymore in the beginning. And that really helped me to be able to walk and stay active and continue to eat the way that I like to eat. Cause I know that when you're nauseous and you're super tired, you know, the cravings for carbohydrates, the cravings for sugar, something to soak all that, you know, stomach acid up or whatever, they get really strong. And so depending on the person. I worked with myself the way I work with my pregnant clients, which is, let's see if we can work around this. And if that doesn't work, then let's like recalibrate it 12 weeks or 14 weeks when you're starting to feel better. And We'll start to kind of break these bad habits that you've started because it can easily, you know, you're pregnant for almost a year. They can easily just sneak and slide throughout the whole year. Yes. So, so that is something, you know, I luckily have had a pretty healthy pregnancy, but it's also you know connecting with my baby i living in los angeles i have a lot of a very like spiritual and emotional friends who you know are manifesting for their child and talking to their belly and and to be honest with you like i grew up playing soccer and i have all my you know all my best girlfriends and and it felt like not that i'm a tomboy but but it did feel a little awkward to look down at my belly and be like hi baby. (laughs) Like I was thinking that stuff all the time, but, and thinking like, who will you be? And like, when will you get here? But I was never physically talking to my belly, and it kind of made me feel like a bad mom. If I'm being totally yeah. honest. And and so I had this doula named Erica Chidri Cohen who started this place called The Loom here in California, which is just like a mommy in Los Angeles. It's a mommy center, and she's like, Kelly, you don't need to talk to your belly. Like you just need to make space to connect with the fact that you're pregnant. And so being you know being an old necks athlete and also like loving just to move, I. You know, I started going to prenatal Pilates and prenatal yoga and acupuncture. And I have this prenatal chiropractor. And for me, putting those appointments on the calendar made space and time for me multiple times a week to be like, okay, this is our time, baby. And that felt really good because I'm taking care of myself by putting, I had to put the time on the calendar. It wasn't going to happen. A day was going to get away from me. So I would say for people who are, are feeling the same way as me, maybe it it isn't, you know, you feel great through pregnancy, but then you also are like, am I a bad mom? Am I connecting to what's actually happening and making those hours throughout the day to do that? And then really just like, it's almost like you're kick counting, <laughs> kick counting and acupuncture. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so crazy. <laughs> so it's just, it's for me, that's been that's been really, it's been really amazing because I've made the time, whether it's like a baby class or like these type of movement exercise classes that really help me to connect to my body, which helps me connect to my baby. And yeah, so, so I would say I really pulled back on my calendar and made the time throughout my week to just schedule the baby. (laughs)
0: Major shout out to Poshmark for supporting the gold digger today and for supporting those of us who just don't want to stand in line to do our gift shopping. With the free Poshmark app, you can score big deals on clothing, shoes, and accessories for men, women, and kids all without leaving your couch. Scrolling the app is like shopping thousands of closets and finding deals on your favorite brands like J. Crew and Loft, still brand new with tags. I found so many deals on lightly used handbags, new without tag shoes, and even vintage items too. A vintage designer wallet, an on-trend statement necklace, and even an ugly sweater for that holiday party. Those are just a few things I spotted on Poshmark. It's easy to list your own items too, so you can cash in on the clothes that you don't wear anymore and shipping is fast and simple. Poshmark is giving Gold Digger listeners $5 off your first purchase. Use the invite code GoldDigger5 when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and enter the code GoldDigger and then the number five. We're entrepreneurs. We're running our businesses. We're just humans trying to live our lives, and we have a lot on our plate. And it can be honestly, mentally exhausting. You know, I like to continue the conversation about mental health, which is why I'm so excited to announce that today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. You can improve your mental health, even if you've had trouble making time for it, affording it or prioritizing it in the past. A busy schedule won't stand in your way of meeting with a therapist. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Remember that therapy isn't just about venting your innermost thoughts or digging deep into your childhood memories. It's also about practical, everyday strategies for stress management to help you live a healthier, happier life. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, head to Talkspace.com slash Gold Digger and use the Code gold digger to get $45 off your first month and show your support for this show. That's talkspace.com slash gold digger. The code is gold digger. It's such a crazy thing and I really struggled to connect with this pregnancy because we've had two miscarriages and so I feel like I'd built a lot of walls up just to protect my heart and to like not get my hopes up again and then it was like I almost was delaying connection like I'd be like once I hit 12 weeks then it's real and once we have the 20 week scan then it's real and you know it is just funny I acupuncture actually really helped me as well just to like have to be still and have to like slow down and like not distract myself. But it is such a crazy journey. And it's crazy too how like mom guilt starts, like the second you find out you're pregnant, like what's the deal
1: with that? (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously, (laughs) seriously. Well, it's funny that, you know, I actually had the same experience. We got pregnant last August when I was on my book tour and I don't, you know, like I'm very open about it because because I think people think because I'm a nutritionist, because you know, my blood tests are great, because I that it wouldn't happen to me. And it's really important for me that people know, like if they ask or are interested, that like this is something that a lot of people go through and they hide it. And, you know, I love that you're open about it just because it is something that people, you know, fault themselves. And then they don't feel as connected to their next pregnancy until they have these milestone moments. And it's normal. Like it's genetics and it's, you know, sometimes your body and the little honeypot in which that, you know, my husband calls my <laughs> belly the honeypot. So it's like where that baby lives, you know, and sometimes it's just, you know, it's not, it's not your baby and it's not God's plan and, but it's really heartbreaking. And so, you know, I just, I was the same as you and so the minute I felt like okay like maybe you know I'm 35 maybe I'll talk about it now maybe I'll announce it now and then once that like weight lifted I was like okay all the appointments let's do this (laughs) it is so
0: crazy I mean I feel like women are just really professionals at building up walls and like trying to protect ourselves from past hurts and while sometimes that can help us in life like other times it can really create these barriers of like experiencing things fully and of like letting ourselves, you know, really be open. And so what a journey, right? We're in this together, sister. Totally. (laughs) So this is something that I'm going to selfishly ask, but I feel like a lot of listeners will relate. And I was recently at a conference and one of the women that was speaking was talking about how, you know, as women, we are people pleasers. And a lot of times, like we put ourselves last. And I know for a lot of entrepreneurs, nutrition is a huge struggle. I know there will be some days where I... Open up my laptop, and all of a sudden I look and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's the afternoon, and I barely ate anything today. And then you eat crappy fast food because you want to just get back to work. What are some tips that you have for the busy female to really start to
1: kind of take control of nutrition in their lives? Absolutely. My number one tool for any and all of my entrepreneurs, and you know, almost everyone I work with is on the go limited amount of time and they need to get it in, but I want them to have a healthy whole foods. And that's my fab for smoothie. So I created a smoothie formula based on science. So what I was finding in LA was everyone was juicing or they were going to smoothie places and smoothie places were like the new juice bars. And I'd go in and I'm like, okay, great. What's in the smoothie, a banana, a date, agave, coconut water. And I'm like, Oh, you know, we all could just have a <laughs> cupcake instead, right? Like we're all on the same page here. So, and none of that stuff is actually turning off hunger hormones. but It's actually causing your blood sugar to spike, which might give you a little bit of like fast, quick, Sugar energy, but you're going to crash down 90 minutes later. You're going to have an inability to concentrate. You're going to have cravings. You're going to be irritable. So my whole thing and the science behind like body love and the Fab Four is fueling your body, loving your body by fueling your body with foods that turn off hunger hormones, elongate your blood sugar curve, and have you you know able to the foods that fuel your business and or your body and or your life. So. What I did is I said, okay, if you want to make a smoothie, that's fine with me, but you need to put the right inputs into this smoothie so that you're turning off hunger hormones and you're feeling full. And that includes what I call the Fab Four, which is protein, fat, fiber, and greens, like leafy greens. So in this smoothie formula, you could be, you could be a vegan you could be a paleo keto person you know if you have a lifestyle that you follow fine if you don't fine but we start with a protein powder so it might be chocolate collagen or vanilla collagen or pea or whey you know depending on the client I make make suggestions about what they want while I've been pregnant I've been drinking collagen I've had other pregnancy clients drink whey and that's just because I like that. It isn't a plant-based protein because whatever's in the soil ends up in the plant. And so inside of soil, you know, a lot of soils are known for having heavy metals, mercury, lead, arsenic, which, you know, if you aren't pregnant, the chances are low. But if you are, it's like, why wouldn't you just switch to something that wouldn't even have that effect? So a protein and then fat can be avocado, almond butter, coconut oil, coconut yogurt. You pick a healthy fat. And you pick a fiber like chia or flax. This is important because it's we want this smoothie to be thick. If someone's going in and drinking a smoothie that has a consistency of a juice, it's not going to turn off hunger hormones because it's not going to actually activate stretch receptors in your stomach. You really need to have the weight of food in your stomach to turn off ghrelin, which is a really strong hunger hormone. And then the leafy greens part is like, how am I getting whole foods? So the Fab Four smoothie in itself is looking for the most simple protein powder out there and then using whole foods like avocados, you know, almond butter, chia, flax, leafy greens, and blending it all up. And so I will have clients blend up that smoothie the night before, put it in a hydro flask or put it in a blender bottle, put it in their fridge, get up, work, have your coffee, have your tea. And then when you start to feel those hunger pangs, go ahead and grab it and start your day with it. Because what it does is it can keep you full and fueled for four to six hours. And you're not spiking up and crashing down into lunch, which the spike and crash is when we go, ah, Someone order me pizza. I need a sandwich. Like you're going to crave the the foods that break down to sugar which are all processed fast carbohydrates or even grains. Like those there's a reason why you're having those cravings and that's because you went up with your previous meal and you came crashing back down and your body's like, "Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Let's go back up that roller coaster. What's going to get us there?" Your brain isn't going to go, "I'll have mm-hmm. chicken and broccoli." <laughs> it's just not. So, Giving people the science really allows for them to go, okay, this is pretty simple. And I'm all about positive reinforcement. So it isn't like, sorry, here's your do not eat list. Like you can never have grains or like bread or whatever, ever again. No, I'm like, Hey, if anything, can we turn off all your hunger hormones and fuel your body with these four food groups first? And then if you're like, I'd like to add a piece of bread to that, or I'd like to add, you know, some quinoa to that, then you're really eating a little bit more balanced and you're eating knowing I'm going to have the energy for my brain and my body at a very sustainable rate. I love that. And when we were
0: going through our fertility stuff, I was seeing a naturopath that's based in San Diego And like, I was not getting enough fats, and I was not getting enough proteins. And it was just so interesting, like adding in things like collagen protein or adding in fats to like my morning drink and just, you know, it's so contrary to what we were taught as kids or what we watched our moms navigate like that fat free fad. And so it's just so wild. Like when I was telling my mom, like, yeah, I put butter in my coffee. She's like, wait, what? Like, where it is just so I mean, I feel like our generation has to relearn everything that is so different than what we were shown and taught as kids. So what do you think is like the most common misconception about nutrition or the biggest myth out there
1: that people fall prey to? You know, calories, (laughs) calories are really annoying to me, if I'm being totally honest with you. (laughs) It's like calories and then second up would be that fat, fat is poison. But I think calories is a really easy thing for people to look at, right? They feel a little bit in control. They don't feel so great. They're like, I'm going to start counting calories and there's labels on things and they can use my fitness pal and all of this. But when I look at calories, I, and when people count calories on average, they're gaining somewhere between eight and 10 pounds a year. So, yeah. So it's actually in research, it's not supportive of weight loss because it's not actually looking at what is the food, you know, what are you eating inputs, but further, what is that becoming? What is that digesting into and what hormones are being released? Because hormones are the thermostat for the body. They keep homeostasis depending on what hormones you're releasing. So. For example, you know I'll give you the example of like someone deciding that they wanted to eat seventeen hundred calories a day or something and they just they didn't know how to do it the best way so they just got a hundred you know seventeen of those hundred calorie packs and they really liked pretzels so they're gonna eat that versus someone who's going to eat seventeen hundred calories of salmon and avocado and eggs and butter and leafy greens and you know chia seeds or something along those lines right when the person who has the pretzels eats the pretzels. It's a fast processed carbohydrate. What's going to happen. It's going to go in your mouth. It's going to drop into your stomach. It's going to digest to blood sugar. So I always tell my clients, I want anything that digests to blood sugar. I want you to picture that floating in your bloodstream. So use the emojis, right? Picture the little pretzel floating in your blood. That's where it goes. So all of a sudden, all these little pretzels are floating in your bloodstream. What needs to happen? Well, your body's going to release a hormone called insulin. And insulin's job is to get whatever is in the bloodstream, whatever food, blood sugar is in the bloodstream and put it away. So where does it go? So you have your first tank, which is your liver. That's a gas tank for your brain and your organs. Great. It's being stored as fuel, right? We call it a gas tank. The second tank is your muscles. So if any of you were an athlete and you carbo loaded, this is what was happening. Insulin was helping those pretzels get into your muscles. And then if there's no space left, it's gonna go scavenging for those pretzels and gonna put it in the trunk, which is also known as fat cells. So the trunk is inactive form of fuel. It's a storage place, right? Our body isn't gonna go, well, she doesn't need it right now, so we'll just get rid of it. No, your body is like protecting you against not having food. It's a, it's the way we're genetically coded. So what's interesting is like a lot of people can get away with carbohydrates, right? Because they're crossfitter, they're super active and they are constantly working out and dumping their muscles and making space for more fuel. Right. But the interesting thing is I don't really care as much about counting macros or any of that i care about insulin and what's the deal with insulin well insulin is a chemical messenger it is a fat storage anabolic hormone that tells our body to be in a state of storage and growth and for some people with insulin resistance metabolic syndrome polycystic ovarian syndrome maybe they're just a a carbivore and they're constantly eating carbohydrates and releasing insulin Insulin can last in your bloodstream for for sometimes six to eight hours. And what we're seeing on blood tests is that insulin rates are about five times what we would expect and normally see in literature, meaning our pancreases are dumping loads of insulin into our bloodstream and it's lasting forever. So that person that ate pretzels all day is in a hormonal state of fat storage and they're not going to burn fat all day long. And then the last time that they have that little... Bag of pretzels let's say it's at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night, then we need to count forward six hours because you just got a new batch of insulin that flooded your bloodstream and it might last there for six hours blocking off fat burning. so we look at that and we go eight okay, nine ten eleven twelve one two a m you're finally burning fat right, and
0: you're sleeping
1: Which is crazy silly, <laughs> so, yeah, and then you wake up and you eat those pretzels again at six or seven, and all that person got was those couple hours while they were sleeping. Whereas I look at someone who, you know, what are the tools out there? Does everyone need to do Bulletproof coffee? Does everyone need to do a Fab Force smoothie? Should everyone be paleo or keto or low carb or intermittent fasting? No, but how is that a tool and how does that work? And that's what I teach my clients. It's like, well, what's a Bulletproof coffee? Well, it's fat in coffee. You know what fat doesn't do? It doesn't release insulin. So you turn off hunger hormones and you release a satiety hormone called cholecystokinin that makes you feel full and calm, able to function, slows the release of caffeine, kind of elongates that caffeine curve. So you feel like, let's do this. Let's grind through work. But you're not shutting down fat burning. So well, what happens when someone goes like Whole30 and they're having eggs and avocado? Same thing. You're having protein and fat Protein's going to turn off about four hunger hormones in your brain. Fat is that avocado is full of fiber. That's going to feed your good bacteria. Slow the release of any type of, you know, natural, easy carbohydrates in that avocado. It's going to give you that healthy fat. That's going to make you feel full. Same sort of a thing, less likely or not at all, or your body's not going to release insulin at all. So you're giving your body these breaks, same with intermittent fasting. And so I just teach my clients the science. Cause then they go, Oh, Well, that's a tool that goes in the body loving toolbox. I don't need to intermittent fast for a month. I don't need to do bulletproof coffee for a year. This isn't my Bible. This isn't my religion. This is literally just food and science. And someone's taking the science and giving you a tool. If you look at it like a tool, there's no drama around it because you can add it when you need it and you understand how it works. And the same way, when you decide to go to sushi on a sushi date with your husband and you eat all the rice and you're like, you know what? Six hours of shutting down fat burning and having insulin in my bloodstream is totally worth it because I love this man and he makes me happy. And how am I going to wake up tomorrow and just rebalance blood sugar, get back in that state of clearing insulin and feeling good? Maybe you wake up, Maybe you have a bulletproof coffee. Maybe you go for a run and work out and dump some sugar out of your stored muscles so Gosh, that you have space. You are
0: amazing. More. I love this science stuff. Like one of the things as you're talking and I'm thinking about all of this is that women are so emotional when it comes to food, right? And just like experiences, oh, yeah. the way we were raised, different ways that we attribute food into our lives, punishment, giving ourselves treats. What is like one simple change that that people could make today to start working towards a healthier tomorrow.
1: Yeah, well, you know what I tell people is that a lot of these women plan a lot of their lives, right? I like They plan their business, they plan their, you know, their girls nights, they plan their date nights, they have a lot of things on the calendar, and they know what's coming up. And what I hate to see is when people start to hermit because of food, like they don't go to the cookie exchange party, because they're like, I'm doing Whole30 right now, or I'm doing that makes me sad for them, because this is food is emotional my mom put lots of food on the table and it was her way of giving us love as little kids. And it's the way that a lot of people show love. And so you have to plan for the party. What I, the fab four is, is obviously something where I'm like, look, this is going to make you feel the best. It's going to elongate your blood sugar curve. It's what all of the other diets are doing, but they're just not explaining the science to you. So here's the science. Here's the keys to the kingdom. And if you decide to have what I call a party plus one, like you're adding a cookie to that, or you're adding a glass of wine to that, or whatever it is for you, just, you know, plan for the party. So like, say, for example, you knew, I knew I was going home and my mom was making her (laughs) tacos, which the woman fries the shells. I mean, they're just they're you know, for me to pretend like I have like this absolutely perfect diet. There are emotional times when I need food, but I will plan for it. And if I know I'm going home and she's making that, I'm like, okay, like what are two choices I can make today around food so that I can enjoy that guilt-free? That's the food freedom that I try to provide to my clients is that what the worst thing that they can do is Either not plan for it or have this massive amount of guilt around that decision that spirals them into the next day going, Ooh, you know what? I should really start counting calories or I should read a diet book or I should start a program or I should throw myself into X, Y, and Z cleanse. And it's like, No. Because one, if you think about that cleanse, if you're already like, Oh, I'm going home to taco night, but don't worry, on Monday I'm going to do this, then you're going to let yourself eat way more of those tacos and you're going to sort of binge it versus being balanced. And people think, and I use this example all the time, but I think it really resonates with people is there's the binge and the cleanse on opposite sides of a pendulum. And people go from binging, feeling horrible, swinging all the way over to a cleanse, right? Right. And then they do the cleanse and they get out of the cleanse and they go to Mexico and they go on a bachelorette and they swing all the way to the binge. And what that doesn't feel like balance at all. That is you all over the place with food. And all I'm trying to do is take that pendulum and squish you to the middle. I want you to bounce off that center line. And what I think people think when it comes to food is it needs to be perfect. And what they're aiming for with like perfect balance with food is they want their ball to stop but you are human. You're constantly changing. Your weight is constantly changing. No one is stagnant. So the fluid change, the muscle change, mineral change that's happening in your cells all day long. Like you are constantly changing and no one is going to be perfect. You are human and food is emotional. So it's learning to bounce off that midline back and forth and find a smaller, tighter balance, because that's balance is never stopping. But it's Ugh, it's really I learning to balance. I think this
0: is just a really good eye opener for so many of us. I think a lot of people do fads and diets and restrictions, and then they fail. And they feel like if I can't even stick to a week of this, how would I ever, you know, change my lifestyle? And I feel like it has to be this way of life and not just this rule book that you're following and so I just love the way that you teach this what do you think would be a really cool way for people to move themselves up in the priority list I feel like a lot of times we're so busy serving others serving our clients serving our family do you have any tips of advice on how we can help to prioritize ourselves and our health a little bit better
1: Absolutely. I think the best thing to do is have an attainable goal. So what I see people do is go, well, here's everything I'm going to do for my health. And they're overachievers, right? Entrepreneur type A people, they open their journal, they write like 10 things that they're going to do differently to increase the health and nutrition in their life. And I, they're never going to attain that right away. You know, you, you have to crawl before you walk, before you run, and you have to start with habits. And really, for me, I look at that and I go, it can be as simple as you filling a glass of water, the minute you wake up and getting good at it, drink a glass of water three, four, five days in a row. And then once it's a habit and you crave it and you get up and you want it, then you take on the next habit. And so I work, when I work with clients, we work our way through the day. It is never, this is how I want your whole day to look good luck. Like we start, we start literally with the first minutes hours of every single day. And if someone is really busy and an entrepreneur and they wake up and they feel overwhelmed by that, then we start the night before. And it is, Hey, like, what do you do before you go to bed? You blend up your smoothie, you get those greens, lemon, avocado, whatever it is, you put it in your fridge and you get up and go for it. It really is one habit at a time. So I see people fail all the time and it has nothing to do with their inability to complete tasks. It's that to build a lifestyle and not a diet, not a short-term diet, to build a lifestyle, you really have to go one habit at a time. It's like how you built your business. You didn't just build your business and go, okay, great. Here's my Instagram. Here's my blog. Here's my podcast. Here's my mastermind. Like Everything took time, effort, and energy. And then once you built it and it was a well-oiled machine, it's just on your calendar and you just did it. And everyone wants a shortcut. So stop shortcutting yourself. I and love that. And I, I feel like
0: this applies everywhere, not just in health, like you said, just in business. I mean, do one thing and do it really well and then move on to the next thing and the next and the next. And I feel like when you create habits like that, it just becomes this natural extension of you instead of this constant teeter totter of am I doing this right? Am I a failure? Am I a success? And I think that's so much healthier for all of us. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Kelly, where can everyone connect with you? Where can we find your books? Like how can we follow along with your journey and see your sweet
1: baby? If you're going to share all of that with us, give us all the places. (laughs) I am all my handles everywhere, including that the address to my website is be well by Kelly. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, my website, and then my books are body love. So Body Love came out last June. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and some Costco's. (laughs) And then Body Love Every Day is actually available for pre-order right now. And that comes out January 22nd. So my first book really goes through the science of blood sugar, breaking down why diets fail, kind of like what is Body Love. And that for me is, you know, there's a lot of people who you know are having a hard time with that and it really is like body love is when you put in the work like it doesn't matter if you're a size two or a size 22 like I have people that hate their body at all of those sizes and it really comes down to like the work inside And it comes down to like making those steps to take care of yourself. That's what makes us feel the best. Like someone's making a healthy choice to move or to eat clean or to go to sleep or, you know, to make an acupuncture appointment. We feel better about our body because we're we're taking care of ourselves. And it really isn't about the size. So that book goes deep into that. And then the second book is going to be a lot of recipes, a lot of day in the life examples, really 21 day plans based on if you're a girl on the go, and you're like, how do I pick a protein bar at an airport? Or a domestic goddess? Love it. I'm so excited for all the
0: things that are coming up for you. It is such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. This was so much fun. I don't know about you guys, but that was fascinating. I actually really love learning about the science of our bodies and just ways that we can nourish our bodies better and move them well. And I love Kelly's approach to everything because I think so often in life, we put ourselves at the bottom of our priority list and our health kind of sits there, too. I know for me that it's been this roller coaster ride. And so I loved how she talked about the pendulum swinging both directions and trying to find that middle ground ground and I know that this was just super inspiring for me, especially around the holidays and of course, around the time of baby Kutch making its entrance into this world. And so I hope that today's episode just inspires you to really prioritize yourself and your health. You only have one life and one body. And I know that for a lot of us, it's been a struggle. And so I'm just really grateful that Kelly showed up today, shared her expertise with us, shared her experiences and really shed a light on on some of the things that we might be wondering. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. As always, we love hearing from you. Hop on over to Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast. Let us know what you learned from today's episode and tell Kelly thanks for showing on up. And until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals and I will be in your earbuds really soon. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast.